Sechta Yevomis, Dat Lamed Vov, Amud Beis, page 36 IB. So, we're discussing here, so what happens in the different languages that he's using to distribute his asset, the Shechimera. So if he commands his asses to two different people, and one of them he uses the language of Yerusha, and the second one he uses the language of Matara, and he says, let my, let this person inherit this field, and let this field be given to this, uh, this person. So there, we have a machloikis between the Yechanan and the Shlokish, what is the halacha? According to the view of Ravin, in the view of Yechanan, that is okay, these words will take hold. Because since he mentioned Loshem Atona by one of them, that's considered a Matona for the other one too. The Omer is Shlokish, and the Shlokish says, no, it's not so. Lo'olam lo'ikono ad she'yoymer ploini uploini yishu sada ploini uploinis she'nasati lem b'matona v'yishu. He says that you cannot acquire the one who's gotten the nechosim with the language of Yerusha. The only way to do it is that he has to be told beferish. Within his words, it must be a mention of matona for both of them. By saying, plainly, plainly, Yerushu saw the plainness. So over there, and then it says, plainly, plainly, so we at least have the language matona over there. But if you just mention to one of them a matona, and this second one, Yerusha, so the only one who acquires is the one who says Matona. So that's the other place where the Allah remains like Reish Lakish. And what's the third Machloikis in which the Allah is like Reish Lakish? And that's in the how to explain the Mishnah Over there, the Tanan, the Mishnah says as follows. One who writes all of his assets to his son as a gift from that day that they're standing, and he says that it's going to take hold after his death. So that means that he gives him the acquisition in the property itself today, so that becomes today, but the uh, fruits of that. Asset, he is going to be allowed to hold on to it until he dies. So Ha'av ain't So now the father on his own cannot sell totally the assets to another person, because he already given it to the son, and they don't belong to him. But also the son alone cannot sell it totally during the lifetime of the father because they're still in the property, in the domain of the father, with regards to eating of the fruit. And mochar if the father sold them, is mochurim, they're sold to the buyer only as far as the eating of the fruit that grows, until until the father dies, because the acquisition of the father in these assets is only for the eating of the fruit, that are going to grow during his lifetime. But with regards to the fruit that grow after he dies, those uh, asses belong to the son. And the father can now not have a right to sell what doesn't belong to him. What happens? The son sells the assets. The purchaser doesn't get anything from the fruits until the father dies. 
and he's only he's not going to be eating only the fruit after the father dies because also to the son himself he also doesn't have anything in the fruit it doesn't belong to him anything it's for the father so the purchaser that is coming from the power of the son cannot have more power than the son himself the itmar and we learned in a member that if the son sells during the father's lifetime and after the sale and then the son died during the father's lifetime Rabbi Yechon says the buyer will not acquire those assets even after the father dies but Rishlokish Omar, Rishlokish says, that the purchaser acquires immediately the body of the assets, and once the father dies, he's also going to uh, be privileged to the fruits, uh, which is the father's in the meantime. So also in this, what is the logic of this machloikis? The Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan Omar, Rabbi Yechanan says that if the son dies during the father's lifetime, the uh, the one who bought it would not acquire it because, according to his youth, that the one who owns the fruit is like owning the body. So they are considered the main owners of this asset because. The main purpose of this item is so that you eat the fruit and you use it. It's meant for that. And since the father during his lifetime has the Kenyan paytas in these assets, so it's as if also the body of the fruits is acquired to him. So therefore, if the son dies during the lifetime of the father, the sale did not take place because since that he will never... Uh, merit the fruits, so he's not considered to be their owner. So this, that the Mishnah seems that after the father dies, the uh, one who bought it will acquire it is only in a case in which the father died before the son, so that in the end the son already owned also the fruit of these Nechosim, and therefore uh, he has already now the privilege to sell the he's entitled to sell the privilege that's going to come to him that the Lekech did acquire it because according to the view of Rish that the acquisition of the fruit uh, is not considered like owning the body of the asset so the owner, the one who is entitled to the fruit isn't considered to be the owner of this asset but it's the actual one who owns the, the the asset itself, the body of it, is considered the owners. So even if the fruits will never come to the son in this case, because he only owns the body because he dies before the father, so uh, the sale still takes place. Further explaining our Mishnah, we said in the Mishnah that one who uh, brings in his Yavamta and she turns out to be pregnant. And it says, If the baby doesn't last, so then he is allowed to 
hold on, Yibam is allowed to stay with him. So the one who told the that disagrees with our Mishnah, Mishnah Rabbi Lezer, Amru, Amru. They said the name of Rabbi Lezer, even if at the end she miscarried, and now we verified that she was muta to the Yibam. Still, the Chachamim punished him that Yitzi beget. And he has to divorce her. He can never remarry her. Because at the time that he brought her in, it wasn't yet known that uh, the baby is not going to last. And he uh, entered into a relationship which might be a prohibition of marrying his uh, brother's wife, Shleiba Mukai Mitzvah. Amad Rabbi. So Rabbi says, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lezer, Amru Dabar Echad. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lezer, they basically said the same thing, that they punish the one who marries a woman, be Isser, so that he is obligated to uh, divorce her. Rabbi Lezer, we see that also Hodamora. Is this that we just said, that the one who uh, brought in his Yivim Toy, uh, while she was pregnant, he has to uh, divorce her. And also, we find that a mayor, and a mayor we also find in the Braises, a person shall not marry a woman who has been pregnant from his friend or who is uh, uh, the wife of his friend who is still nursing their son after his friend has died, until after 24 months of nursing. But if he does marry within that time, he should divorce her with a get, and never bring never bring her back. That's Rabbi Meir's opinion. And that coincides, he's saying, with what Rabbi Lazar says. But the Chachamim disagree. The Chachamim that he has to divorce her for during the period of her pregnancy and the time that she's nursing. And when the time to uh, bring her in will reach, that means after 24 months from the uh, birth of her son, then he'll bring her back in, he'll remarry her. So he thinks that uh, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar, they both say that you punish them if they married when they shouldn't. So Omar Le'abayis, Abayis says to Rabbi, Mimai, how do you know that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar hold the same view? Maybe it's not so. Maybe the only place Rabbi Lazar said over here, when one marries his Yibimta who was pregnant, that they punished him too. Divorce Elo Mishum de Kopoga Isur Be Isur of the Because he might come across, there's a question over here, the Suffolk. He may be marrying his brother's wife, which is a prohibition of the Torah. Because as we don't know if the Vlad, the baby, is a Nafel, maybe it's gonna be an existing child, and then it's gonna be his brother's wife in the place that he has children, his brother, not a marrier. Abul Hossam, but in the case where he marries the pregnant woman or the woman while she's still nursing their baby, that's only violating a prohibition, the Rabbana, that's only the Rabbana. 
So maybe in that case, maybe Rabbi Loz will hold like the Rabbanon, that the Chachamim did not punish him to uh, divorce her for permanently and never take her back. Inami, or we can say the other way, that maybe only over there, when you are marrying a, a woman who's pregnant or nursing, and we say over there that you have to take her out forever, uh, in that case, that he was degrading a prohibition Rabbonon. The Chachamim strengthened, made their words more stronger, more than in the Torah, so the people shouldn't come to learn from him to cheapen their words. But in this case, in which he is bringing in his Yuvim to Mubaris, when there's a question of Midar Isa, maybe that may will agree that we don't punish him uh, because uh, so they're going to punish him so they shouldn't come to the great. That is because the Mufarish Parashimine. It's something that people themselves separate from Ayyusur Torah, and they don't need him to make a chizuk and to punish the one who violates it. Amar says According to the words of the Chachamim, that says that the one who marries the one woman that is pregnant should only divorce her for the period of the 24 months, you'd see a beget during the time he must divorce her. It's not sufficient, just he's not going to live with her during that period of time. Marzuter, Marzuter says that there's also derived language of Raisa, the Kotoni Yoitsi, because it says the language that he should take her out, that means divorce her, it doesn't say separate it, because Yetzi means uh, a get. What it says, Shmami, no, it's not approved, like Rava, that he has to actually divorce her. Actually, in the Shabbos on Kuf Lamed, Reb Shimon ben Gamliel Oimer. Reb Shimon Gamliel says, "Kol sheshoho beodom shloishim yoyim ain't a nefil." If you have a fetus that remained alive after being born, uh, we're talking about by the humans. So if he lived for thirty days, he's ain't a nefil. Next to nefil, and therefore he would exempt his mother from chalitza. So the Gemara derives, Holy show, but if he did not last for 30 days, as for example, let's say he fell off the roof, he was eaten by an Ari, and it's a Suffolk, we're not sure the Nefil or not. Because maybe, had it not been this accident that took place, maybe he would have lived after 30 days. So that's the view of Shimon Gamliel. But according to the view of the Chachamim, He's not a Sofik Nefil, but he's a Barakayama because we should go by the majority of the women that do give birth to children that remain alive. And therefore we should say, assume that this baby is also from the majority. We eat more, and we learned with regards to a Yuvamu's Muberis, 
that what happens if if the baby dies within 30 days of his birth according to the Shimon Gamliel it's a suffix whether the baby was a nafel and she needs chalitza or the vlad was a living and it does not require chalitza and then the Yavama gets up and she receives kiddushin from somebody outside without chalitza so there's machloikis between the chameroyim ravina mishmei derova omar Ravina, in the name of Rava, he says, since the baby is a Sophic Neifel, a Sophic Bakayama, Im Aishis Yisrael, he if the Yavama is a wife of a Yisrael, which means that the one who was Makadashir is a Yid who is permissible to marry a Chalutza, Chalitzas, so she and then she will be permitted to her husband. But Im Aishis Koyin, he. But if she's a wife of Koyin, it's not a chalutza, because that would prohibit her on her husband, because a chalutza is also to a Koyin. And therefore, in this case, we can rely on the view of the Chachamim hold that we should assume that he's going to be living and the mother is permitted to marry anyone she wants. She doesn't require chalutza. And then says, Whether she was Mekodesh to Yisrael, and even in a case where she's going to become prohibited on her husband to the Chalitza, we do need to worry the view of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, which is Sophic Nefel, and maybe his mother needs Chalitza. So Rabbi says to Rabbi Sharshia,